so today we're on the hadith of Abu Dhar Jundub ibn Junada wa Abu Abdurrahman Mu'adh ibn Jabal radiyallahu anhuma an Rasulillahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallama qal Ittaqillah haythu ma kunt wa atbi'is sayyi'ata al-hasana tamhuha wa khaliqin nasa bi khuluqin hasan رواه الترمذي وقال حديث حسن وفي بعض النسخ حديث حسن صحيح In this hadith narrated by Abu Dhar and Mu'adh ibn Jabal رضي الله عنهما that the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said اتق الله حيث ما كنت فيه الله wherever you are وَأَتْبِعِ السَّيِّئَةَ الْحَسَنَةَ تَمْحُوهَا And follow up a bad deed with a good deed and it will wipe it out. Follow up a bad deed with a good deed and it will wipe it out. وَخَالِقِ النَّاسَ بِخُلُقٍ حَسَنٍ And mingle with the people with good manners. Mix with the people with good manners. Behave with the people with good manners. And that is a hadith narrated by At-Tirmidhi. And he said that it is a hadith that is Hassan. And in some copies he said it is Hassan Sahih. The Shaykh says regarding that, the hadith when you say it's Hassan, or you say it's Sahih, what's the meanings of these terms? الفرق بين الحديث الصحيح والحديث الحسن أن الصحيح أقوى من الحسن. The Sheikh says the difference between a hadith which is sahih and a hadith that is classified as hasan is that the sahih hadith is stronger than the hasan hadith. فالصحيح so a sahih hadith the definition of that is مَا رَوَاهُ عَدْلٌ تَامُ الضَّبْطِ مِنْ بِدَايَةِ السَّنَدِ إِلَى نِهَايَتِهِ مَعَ السَّلَامَةِ مِنَ الشُّذُوذِ وَالْعِلَلِ A sahih narration is something that is narrated by a trustworthy individual with perfect or complete rather complete memorization and precision with his memorization. An individual who is trustworthy uh, and he is honorable, adlun, from the beginning of the chain of narration to the end. Uh, it's narrated by those trustworthy narrators that have precision in their narrations and memorization in their narrations. From the beginning of the chain to the end. This is a very brief and general overview the Shaykh gives. مَعَ min wal And it has to be free 
of any other types of problems, for example, ilal, some types of weaknesses or issues that may occur in the chain of narration, that means that the hadith is no longer authentic. Or shudud, again another type of weakness that can occur, uh, a type of opposition that can occur to weaken the hadith. So basically that's uh, the sahih narration. The hasan narration is also something that is authentic, but it's not as strong as the sahih narration. So you have the sahih hadith, and you have the hasan hadith. And both of them are acceptable. Both of them are from the authentic types of hadith. Whether it is sahih, which is higher and stronger, or hasan, which is still authentic, but not as strong as the sahih. وَهَذَا الْحَدِيثُ فِيهِ ثَلَاثُ كَلِمَاتٍ As for the meaning of the hadith, as Shaykh Al-Fawzan says, this particular hadith has within it three particular issues. Three particular topics are mentioned, three particular statements are made within this hadith. كُلُّ كَلِمَةٍ وَصِيَّةٌ مُسْتَقِلَّةٌ Every one of these three statements in this hadith Every one of those statements is an independent advice and counsel. And it is the methodology that a Muslim treads upon in his life with his dealings or his interaction or his behavior between himself and Allah, the way that he worships and his obedience, etc. And also in this hadith, it will teach how a person is to behave towards himself. And also it will teach how a person behaves towards other people. So there are different advices within this hadith now from the Prophet ﷺ. The first advice is how a person behaves between himself and Allah. How a person behaves between himself and Allah. أَوَّلًا فِي تَعَامُلِهِ مَعَ اللَّهِ So what is a person to do with regards to his behavior between himself and Allah? Al-Shaykh Al-Fawzan, حَفِظَهُ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى says, يَجِبُ عَلَى الْمُسْلِمِ أَنْ يَتَّقِيَ اللَّهَ بِطَاعَتِهِ وَتَرْكِ مَعْصِيَتِهِ that it is binding, obligatory, it's a must upon a Muslim, that he has the taqwa of Allah. And how does a person have taqwa? What is taqwa? Taqwa, as some of the salaf they said, it is that you worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Taqwa is that you worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon light from Allah, desiring the reward from Allah. You worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon guidance from Allah, desiring the reward of Allah. And that you stay away from the prohibitions of Allah, upon guidance in that affair, fearing the punishment of Allah. That is the definition of taqwa. 
that you fulfill the obligations desiring the reward of Allah, and you abstain and stay away from the prohibitions, fearing the punishment of Allah. That's taqwa. That is the taqwa. So the shaykh says, it is upon an individual to have taqwa, bita'atihi, through worshipping and obeying Allah, wa tarki and to leave the sinning and disobedience. فَالتَّقْوَى For indeed, taqwa, هِيَ فِعْلُ مَا أَمَرَ اللَّهُ بِهِ Taqwa is that you fulfill and you do what Allah commanded you to do. وَتَرْكُ مَا نَهَى اللَّهُ عَنْهُ And you leave what Allah forbade you from and told you to leave. لِأَنَّ هَذَا يَقِيهِ مِنْ عَذَابِ اللَّهِ وَغَضَبِهِ Because a person who does that, he fulfills the obligations of Allah and he stays away and abstains from the prohibitions of Allah. Then that individual by doing that is protecting himself from the punishment of Allah and from the anger of Allah. وَتَقْوَى اللَّهِ كَلِمَةٌ جَامِعَةٌ تَجْمَعُ كُلَّ خِصَالِ الْخَيْرِ And taqwa, this is a comprehensive term. Taqwa is a type of word which includes many things. It includes all of those good characteristics. Taqwa, taqwa is a word that includes all of the good characteristics. And that is the counsel of Allah to all of His creation. That is what Allah has mentioned to all of His creation. وَلَقَدْ وَصَّيْنَا الَّذِينَ أُوتُوا الْكِتَابَ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ وَإِيَّاكُمْ أَنِ اتَّقُوا اللَّهِ That indeed we have advised, counseled, وَصَّيْنَا الَّذِينَ We have told them, those who were given the book before you, and you yourselves to have the taqwa of Allah. So Allah commanded, Allah mentioned this taqwa to those who came before us and to us. For us to obey Allah and to stay away from the prohibitions, because that will then protect us from the punishment of Allah and the anger of Allah. Qala sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam said here, "Ittaqillah haythu ma kunta." Fear Allah. Have this taqwa of Allah, fulfilling the worship, staying away from the prohibitions, wherever you are. Haythu ma kunta. فَيَجِبُ عَلَى الْمُسْلِمِ أَنْ يَتَّقِيَ اللَّهِ فِي أَيِّ مَكَانِ So it is upon a Muslim to fear Allah in every place, whichever place he may be in. حِينَمَا يَظْهَرُ مَعَ النَّاسِ Whether it is when you are in front of the people, with the people. وَحِينَمَا يَكُونُ وَحْدَهُ Or whether it is when you are by yourself in isolation, away from the eyes of the people. لَا يَتَغَيَّرُ تَعَامَلُهُ مَعَ اللَّهِ You do not change the way you behave. You do not change your behavior towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is the taqwa, that a person behaves in the correct manner upon obedience and staying away from sinning, whether you are out in front of the people or you are alone in isolation and no one can see you. A person remains upon the same way. أَمَّا إِذَا كَانَ مَعَ النَّاسِ أَظْهَرَ التَّقْوَى وَالتَّنَسُّكِ وَإِذَا اخْتَفَى عَنِ النَّاسِ بَارَزَ اللَّهَ بِالْمَعَاصِي وَالْمُخَالَفَاتِ 
فَهَذَا مُنَافِقَ As for a person who shows that he is upon the obedience of Allah, shows that he is upon taqwa, when he is in front of other people, but then when he is by himself, he doesn't care, and he does all of the sins, and the opposition, and the wrong, he does all of those things when he's by himself, because he thinks no one is watching him, nobody is watching him, no one can see him, so he does whatever he wants, the sins, but when he's in front of the people, then he tries to be pious, then that type of person is a munafiq, the shaykh says. This is hypocrisy. This is hypocrisy that a person only obeys Allah to show the people and quietly by himself he doesn't care and he sins. وَقَوْلُهُ And when the Prophet ﷺ said, حَيْثُ مَا كُنْتَ Wherever you are, يَدُلُّ عَلَىٰ أَنَّ الْإِنسَانَ يَجِبُ عَلَيْهِ أَلَّا يَنظُرَ إِلَى النَّاسِ وَلَا يَخْشَ النَّاسِ وَإِنَّمَا يَخْشَ اللَّهَ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَىٰ When the Prophet ﷺ said in this hadith, Fear Allah wherever you are, then this indicates that a person does not look towards other people, and he does not fear other people. Rather, your behavior is towards Allah. Your fear is of Allah. And a person does not behave just because other people are looking at him. سواء كان مع الناس أو كان خاليا بنفسه لأن الله يعلم حاله حتى لو توارى عن الناس فإن الله لا يخفى عليه شيء Because even if a person was to go and conceal himself away from the eyes of the people and he thinks that he is hidden then he is not hidden or concealed from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who is aware of all of what that individual does. As Allah mentioned in the Qur'an, إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يَخْفَى عَلَيْهِ شَيْءٌ فِي الْأَرْضِ وَلَا فِي السَّمَاءِ That indeed nothing is hidden from Allah in the heavens and the earth. Indeed nothing is concealed or hidden, nothing is secret. From Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the heavens and the earth. And Allah said, يَسْتَخْفُونَ مِنَ النَّاسِ وَلَا يَسْتَخْفُونَ مِنَ اللَّهِ That they conceal in front of the people, but they do not conceal from Allah. أَمَّا النَّاسُ فَهُمْ لَا يَعْلَمُونَ عَنْ بَاطِنِكَ وَلَوْ كُنْتَ جَالِسًا بَيْنَهُمْ Because the people... They don't know what's inside of you, what you're thinking, even if you're sat with them. Right now, you're sat amongst the people, nobody knows what's in your heart, what you are thinking. However, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is aware of all of the affairs. وَمِن بَابِ أَوْلَىٰ أَلَّا يَعْلَمُ عَنْكَ شَيْءٍ إِذَا اخْتَفَيْتَ عَنْهُمْ لَكِنَّ اللَّهَ تَعَالَىٰ يَعْلَمُ So if you hide yourself and conceal yourself and make it a secret, the people won't see but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is aware. And that is why we mentioned in the hadith of Jibreel that the highest level is the level of the muhsineen. And ta'bud Allah ka'annaka tarah, fa'in lam takun tarah, fa'innahu yarak. That you worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as if you can see him. And if you cannot see him, then indeed, indeed, you cannot see him, but Allah sees you. This is the manner that a person is to worship Allah. ثُمَّ إِنَّ بَعْضَ النَّاسِ إِذَا كَانَ فِي بِلَادِ الْمُسْلِمِينَ أَظْهَرَ الْإِسْلَامِ 
فإذا ذهب إلى بلاد الكفر تنكر ووافق الكفار على ما هم عليه فيتلون فيتلون كما تتلون الحرباء وهذا أمر لا يجوز والواجب على المسلم أن يخاف الله ويراقبه سبحانه وتعالى في أي مكان وفي أي بلد The Sheikh says another example is some people when they live in Muslim countries when they are living in Muslim countries they show Islam when they are living in Muslim countries they show Islam and they are practicing amongst the Muslims with the Muslims and they pray and they do everything but when those Muslims go away somewhere to a non-Muslim country then all of a sudden they don't practice their religion anymore and they start to behave like the kuffar they behave and they start to dress like them and go to the places with them and do all of the haram things with them they end up behaving like them when they go to those places but when they are in the muslim country then they are good they show that they are good and they are practicing and they are with the muslims and they are upon islam but as soon as they leave and they go to a disbelieving country where islam is not prevalent then in that place they become like the disbelievers and they leave their religion and they start behaving like them. So the Shaykh says they are, they change their colors. They change their colors like, a, like, like the chameleon changes its colors. That they change from one state to another. So that is not befitting rather a person should be upon the worship of Allah and the abstaining from the sins in all situations in all places. That's the first advice. The second advice that the Prophet ﷺ mentioned here, وَأَتْبِعِ السَّيِّئَةَ بِالْحَسَنَةَ تَمْحُوهَا If you do a bad sin, you do something evil, you do something incorrect, you do something wrong, then follow it up with something good. Do something good so that it wipes out the evil that you did. As Shaykh Al-Fawzan says, فَإِذَا صَدَرَتْ مِنَ الْعَبْدِ سَيِّئَةٌ يَجِبُ عَلَيْهِ أَنْ يَتُوبَ إِلَى اللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلْ That if a person, some evil thing happens, he does something evil, then he needs to repent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَيُتْبِعُهَا بِحَسَنَاتٍ and to follow up afterwards by doing good deeds. If he does something wrong, then he repents to Allah and he does good deeds. He moves over to doing the good deeds and leaving that evil. Because good deeds, they take away your bad deeds. Good deeds, they wipe out your bad deeds. فَإِنَّ الْحَسَنَاتِ يُذْهِبْنَ سَيِّئَاتِ Allah said in the Qur'an that the good deeds, they wipe out your bad deeds or they get rid of your bad deeds. In Surah Hud, ayah number 114, it mentions, إِنَّ الْحَسَنَاتِ يُذْهِبْنَ السَّيِّئَاتِ Indeed, the good deeds, they get rid of the bad deeds. So this is an ayah in the Qur'an advising with that. Similarly, there is the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ. Where he mentioned, As-salawatu al-khamsu wal-jum'atu ila al-jum'ah Wa ramadhanu ila ramadhan kaffara Aw mukaffiratun Lima bayna hunna idha ajtunibat al-kabair The hadith which is in Sahih Muslim Hadith of Abu Hurairah 
radiallahu anhu that the Prophet said, from one prayer to the next, the five prayers, the five prayers in the day, one prayer to the next, and Jumu'ah to Jumu'ah, and Ramadan to Ramadan, then in between all of that is an expiation for the minor sins as long as you stay away from the major sins. They take away your minor sins, one prayer to the next prayer, you do that worship, good acts, they remove your minor sins. Just like the wudu, it's mentioned, it removes your sins. The prayer from one to the next, it removes your sins. The Jum'ah to the Jum'ah, it removes your sins. Ramadan to Ramadan, Umrah to Umrah. All of these good actions, they remove, they get rid of the evil small sins. But the major sins, you need to make repentance for those. Minor sins can be wiped out with these types of good actions. So that's what the hadith mentions, tamhuha that they will be wiped out, they will be expiated, and that is from the blessings of Allah. That is from the virtue and the blessing that Allah has given to us, that the good deeds, they wipe out the bad deeds, the minor bad deeds. Therefore the shaykh says, a person should never become depressed. Even if a person has done lots of bad things, even if a person has done many sins, even if a person has done many wrongdoings, much oppression, much transgression, a person has done lots of things wrong, still a person should not become depressed. Rather a person should understand the mercy of Allah and how Allah forgives that individual who has wronged himself. If that individual repents, and he comes to the truth and he practices and does these good deeds that wipe out the bad deeds. Allah said in the Quran, قُلْ يَا عِبَادِيَ الَّذِينَ أَسْرَفُوا عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ لَا تَقْنَطُوا مِنْ رَحْمَةِ اللَّهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَغْفِرُ الذُّنُوبَ جَمِيعًا Say to my servants who have wronged themselves, the ones who have transgressed against themselves, لَا تَقْنَطُوا مِنْ رَحْمَةِ اللَّهِ do not be saddened or depressed. Don't think that the mercy of Allah can't come to you now. You've done too many sins. Don't think that. Indeed Allah forgives the sins. Allah forgives all of the sins. So a person who has sinned and he has done wrong, then upon him is to repent and to return to Allah. Sincerely seeking forgiveness and practicing the good deeds. And Allah is the one who will forgive that individual. Just like it mentions in the other hadith that we're going to come to. Ya ibadi kullukum tukhti'una billayli wal nahar. That you all commit sins day and night. You commit sins. Wa ana aghfiru dhunuba jami'a fastaghfiruni aghfir lakum. But I forgive all of the sins, so seek my forgiveness and I will forgive you. In another hadith, kullu bani adam khatta'a. All of the sons of Adam, all of the children of Adam are sinners. They do wrong, they make error. They all make error. But the best of those who end up making error are the ones who repent. And they seek the repentance from Allah. Then the Shaykh mentions, So repentance... It 
covers up that which came before it. Tawbah covers up that which came before it. Tawbah covers it up, gets rid of it. بَلِ الْمُشْرِكُ وَالْكَافِرُ إِذَا تَابَ تَابَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ Even a mushrik or a kafir, if he makes repentance, he asks for repentance from Allah and he comes to tawheed, then that is accepted from him. And that Islam wipes out all of his previous shirk and whatever he may be on, what he may have been upon. So if that is the case, even a mushrik or a kafir, his tawbah can be accepted when he accept, uh, repents and comes to Islam. Then what therefore of other sins that are less than that? So a person should not become saddened if he has committed sins, then he returns to Allah. He regrets and he is sad over the sin that he did, of course. And he repents and he returns to Allah and he sincerely asks for the forgiveness. And this is what's mentioned in the Qur'an. That when a person sins, it is upon them, they need to make the repentance to Allah. إِلَّا مَنْ تَابَ وَآمَنَ وَعَمِلَ عَمَلًا صَالِحًا فَأُولَٰئِكَ يُبَدِّلُ اللَّهُ سَيِّئَاتِهِمْ حَسَنَاتٍ وَكَانَ اللَّهُ غَفُورًا رَحِيمًا Except for those who repent and they believe and they do the righteous actions, so those Allah swaps their evil deeds for good ones. Allah exchanges their evil deeds for good ones and Allah is the ever-forgiving and the merciful. So you are to behave with the people in the good manner and do many of the good actions and the good deeds in order that they wipe out the evil deeds and the smaller evil deeds a person has done. The third advice that the Prophet ﷺ mentioned in this particular narration. ثالثاً قال صلى الله عليه وسلم وَخَالِقِ النَّاسَ بِخُلُقٍ حَسَنٍ And mix with the people, deal with the people, behave with the people in good manners. Behave with them in good manners. اَيْتَعَامَلْ مَعَهُمْ بِالْمُعَامَلَ الطَّيِّبَةِ Deal with them and behave with them in good ways. With good manners and good behavior, with good speech. Speak to them in a good manner. And be cheerful with them, smile to them, behave in this good manner. فَإِنَّ ذَلِكَ مِمَّا يَزْرَعُ الْمَوَدَّ فِي الْقُلُوبَ Because this good behavior and smiling and kindness, that is the type of behavior that causes love to develop in the hearts, and the unity and the brotherhood to develop. وَالْخُلُقُ الْحَسَنِ And what are the good manners? These good manners, they are a praiseworthy characteristic. Allah gives this characteristic of good manners, good behavior, good morals to whom He pleases from His servants. And a person needs to characterize himself with those good characteristics, those good behaviors, those good manners. Wallahu Jalla wa ala yaqul And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said regarding the Prophet Allah mentioned the manners of the Prophet in the Quran Allah said in the Quran وَإِنَّكَ لَعَلَى خُلُقٍ عَظِيمٍ That indeed you are upon the greatest of manners, the excellent manners You are upon that excellent way 
وَلِهَذَا تَحَوَّلَ أَعْدَاؤُهُ إِلَىٰ أَصْدِقَاءُ And this is why you see in the seerah how the enemies of the Prophet ﷺ, how his enemies in the end they accepted Tawheed and they became his companions. وَصَارُوا مِنْ خَوَاصِ أَصْحَابِهِ And in fact some of those enemies of Islam, they eventually became Muslims and became from the most closest of the companions of the Prophet وَصَارُوا يُدَافِعُونَ وَيُنَافِحُونَ وَيُجَاهِدُونَ مَعَهُ And they ended up fighting with the Prophet and defending the Prophet وَبِالْأَمْسِ كَانُوا مِنْ أَلَدِّ الْأَعْدَاءِ And just yesterday the Shaykh says, they would have been the most severe of the enemies against the Prophet لَكِنْ بِتَعَامُلِهِ وَخُلُقِهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ مَعَ النَّاسِ إِسْتَجْلَبَهُمْ إِلَى الْإِسْلَامِ But due to the excellent manners and the behavior of the Prophet وسلم, he drew them into Islam. He drew them into Islam when they saw the beautiful mannerisms of Islam. وَهَكَذَا يَكُونُ الَّذِي يَدْعُوا إِلَى اللَّهِ بِالْخُصُوصِ and this is particularly how a person should be who is calling to Allah, who is giving the da'wah, يَكُونُ ذَا خُلُقٍ حَسَنٍ That he should be a person of good manners and behavior. فَيَتَعَامَلُ مَعَ النَّاسِ بِالْحُسْنَى وَالْلَطَافَ وَالْلِينَ So that he behaves. He behaves with the people in goodness and with gentleness and softness and kindness. حَتَّى يَسْتَجْلِبُهُمْ إِلَى فِعْلِ الْخَيْرِ So that he can draw them in. To perform the good actions and the good deeds. وَإِلَى التَّوْبَةِ إِلَى اللَّهِ And to the repentance to Allah. وَإِلَى قَبُولِ الدَّعْوَةِ And so that they accept the da'wah from Him. فَهَذِهِ الْكَلِمَاتُ الْعَظِيمَةِ مَنْهَجٌ يَسِيرُ عَلَيْهِ الْمُسْلِمُ So these great words that are mentioned in this hadith, that is the methodology that a Muslim treads upon. وَهُوَ مِنْ جَوَامِعِ الْكَلِمِ الَّتِي أُوْتِيَهَا النَّبِيِّ صلى الله عليه وسلم And this is from the جَوَامِعِ الْكَلِمِ Meaning that the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم He used to speak with only a few words But they had great meanings behind them So this hadith you see now It is a few words A couple of lines Yet that hadith, it has great meaning behind it. Fear Allah, have the taqwa of Allah wherever you are. Whether you're alone in private or amongst the people. And follow up any evil you do, any sins with repentance and tawbah and with good deeds. So that they wipe out the evil that you did. And mix with the people with the good manners and the good behavior. And in fact, it mentions in a hadith, أَثْقَلُ شَيْءٍ فِي الْمِيزَانِ الْخُلُقُ الْحَسَنِ That the heaviest thing in the wing scale on the day of judgment will be the good mannerisms. That is from the heaviest of the types of actions. So upon a Muslim is to be in that way, to behave and to have the morals and the characteristics of the Prophet ﷺ, the way that the Prophet ﷺ was in his dealings, between himself and Allah, between himself and himself, and between himself and the people. And inshallah ta'ala, there is going to come another hadith, 
where we speak about those types of dealings and how a person may go wrong in them. But inshallah ta'ala that will be another hadith. We'll conclude upon that point for today. And from that advice of the Prophet ﷺ in that hadith today. And inshallah we'll continue from next week at the same time at 7.30. وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين